Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. I'm your host, Anthony Corcoran. to Australian Basketball Coach. Um, today I've got a very uh, close friend and who, someone I consider to be a mentor, Dave Claxton, with me. Uh, we're at the Queensland Academy of Sport at the Basketball Queensland Coaches Conference. So welcome, Dave. Yeah, thank you, Tony. <laughs> Good to see you again. And actually, I really enjoyed your talk this morning on, on different aspects of getting prepared to be a coach and, and what you should be doing as a coach. When uh, we, we were involved, like you were my coach back in uh, the 80s and an under-20 team, and I guess one of the things that I got out of your talk this morning was just a little bit about, you, you talked about, you know, like that influence that you have on people over time, and, you know, that's probably one of the things you try to aim for as a coach. Is that something that, like, you, you've sort of intentionally gone to do in terms of being a coach? Well, I, I think it's just a product of. I mean, your first focus is clearly on you know, what and how you can develop your team and your players in terms of a team sport such as basketball, and that's one of the you know major sports in terms that needs to operate as a team. You've got individuals there, but I suppose... Uh, the, the extra things that you add on to when you're coaching a basketball team is that there are some disciplinary things that need to occur. There's some things that need to be done as a, as a group, as a team, as, as, it, as you would be in society, whether you're you know, a, a young man growing up or whether you're an established family man or what. Those life skills are certainly developed within the basketball framework or in in some cases not just basketball but other team sport activities. Apologies uh, listeners, at that point the podcast interview unfortunately my batteries ran out so uh, after a quick battery change I rejoined Dave and we were talking about defence and how he coaches defence. That's probably one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about with you. Um, was your focus on defence and uh, like I said that's naturally one of the things that I remembered about the way you coach and, and how do you make that happen? You know like it's one thing to talk about it and I think it's like we talked about in the in your presentation it's, it's, it's a lot about desire and determination but you know how do you, how do you make it happen consistently? Well the difficult part is that you first of all if you're putting a team together yourself uh, or recruiting players, you try and pick up on those characteristics before they come to you. But if you've inherited a team, uh, then obviously if they don't have the desire and they don't have the effort and they don't have the you know, wherewithal to give you that defensively, then you've got to try and install that with some type of you know, competitive drills, uh, a lot of emphasis on what you're expecting and demanding you know, that particular effort and either you know, penalising them with less court time or you know, other, other activities in, the, in your uh, practice. You've got to try and install that. It's sometimes difficult because you're dealing with uh, an inner self with a player, mm. which is it's not the technical side. You know, uh, if if you haven't got the inner self and the and the attitude to defence is is not good, then it's very difficult to get the changes that you want. 
uh, and, and therefore the consequence will be that that player doesn't play as much time mm. with you and either moves to another club or another team to get extra time or uh, drops down to a, a, another level and that they play at with a less intensity. So it's, it's not an easy thing to do, but I think it comes back to your standards. Yeah. It comes back to your trademark and it comes back to the other players on the team, particularly your leadership group, setting the example of what you want and hopefully that will transfer to some of the players who are not giving you the defensive effort that you that you expect and want. Yeah. When you talk about a leadership team um, and, you know, say relating it to the teams that you're coaching now, like how do you make sure that they have the skills to to do that role. You know, like it's one thing to say, let's let's get a group of people and, and try and have them engaged and involved in the accountability that you want and you want to see, uh, but then how do you know that they can actually do it? Well, there is, I've noticed a lot with the younger people today that because there's a lot of emphasis on their devices, they don't, they don't show a lot of in, in, interactivity with each other. Mm. So therefore, from a verbal point of view, their leadership is not strong because mm. they have difficulty, you know, being conversing with each other. Yeah. Secondly, then that they then, then you want that leadership transferred by action on the court. Uh, it's what they do, not what they say. Mm. Uh, so that's a good positive. But the other thing is with leadership, particularly the younger ones, is that they don't understand that yet. So you've got to have various activities, not only on the basketball court, but at home, at school, away from the court, where you're giving them information and advice and demonstrations on what leadership is about. Mm. Um, and and I, I think it's just... You know, eventually, you know, some of those players you'll see by evidence of what they do, not so much what they say, but what they do to start demonstrating the leadership. Yeah, for sure. It's um, it's one of those things to keep working on with young players, isn't it? Like, Absolutely. Um, they're, they're like they say, leaders are born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some are, but you know, some need developing. Yeah, and they need, you know, to to look at. Um, illustrations you, you you might bring in people who have achieved various things in their various parts of their life whether it be from the military whether it be from you know business whether it be from sport uh, who can you know clearly indicate to young players and their minds that you can achieve leadership but these are the steps you need to take it's like any other skill it's got to be learned mm, yeah that's right if I was a new coach and I was just starting off with a rep team uh, or even like let's say a rep team um, coaching junior basketball what would the be the three bits of advice that you would give me to say uh, to get me started on the right track well I think first thing you've got to have a style and philosophy of what you as a coach want to coach like and what can you teach I have enough knowledge that I can teach XYZ yep. uh, and that fits my style and I, I will grow with that and add things that may be on the journey but this is what I start off with and the second thing is then they my what what are my trademarks what are my what are my absolute um, 
standards that, that I will expect from this group of players that I've got, you know. And from a, from a discipline point of view, you, there's certain things you're going to have, the players have got to have some enjoyment and fun with what they're doing, of course, but there's got to be some discipline associated with that that, that they have to understand that part of a team game is uh, I've got to be disciplined out on the court. Mm. I've got to be disciplined at my practice. I've got to be disciplined in those manners. Um, so your standards and trademarks, along with your philosophy, is, 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 is important. And then I think you've got to show your passion for the game. Yeah. You know, I think you've got to demonstrate that to the players that you've got under your guidance, that you love the game of basketball and I'm increasing my knowledge and I'm trying to impart those things on you to make you a better player, better person and us a better team. Mm. And you know, it's interesting, I was uh, sort of reflecting on on our interaction, our relationship over that period of time and um, I guess, you know, we were talking also uh, earlier about what's a mentor and that sort of thing and and I think everyone probably looks for someone, you know, when they need it. I guess one of the things that you've always been for me is I've always enjoyed knowing that if we're playing at the Gold Coast and you're there, I can talk to you and, and get the uh, honest feedback from you, um, good and bad, and about my team and the way I'm coaching. And, and I've always appreciated that. And I think, do you think like a lot of coaches these days want to hear um, the good and the bad or are they just more interested in, um, you know, like what it takes to get the win? Well, it depends on the individual. I think you've got to have an open mind. If you've got a closed mind, this is how I do it, this is how I don't do it anyway, and I don't need to listen to anybody else. Well, you know, I think you're going to be, you know, in the wrong business eventually. You've got to have an open mind. I, I was talking about mentors. I had some brilliant mentors, um, particularly some U.S. college uh, coaches that I've had a lot to do with over time, who imparted a lot of knowledge and gave them me valuable time, you know, for me to gain the knowledge that I've been able to get to pass on. But, you know, I'm an honest person. You get, If you ask me a question, I'll, I'll give you an honest answer. You may not like to hear it, but I'll give you my honest feedback, you know. Um, and some people can can accept that and some people can't. Mm. Um, you, you can't judge who can and who can't. Um, if they don't want to know, well, don't come back and ask. But if you do, and I give you an honest feedback, have an open mind, whether you agree with it or not, we can always have a discussion. If someone can present to me a, a different argument that makes sense, yeah. I have an, I'll have an open mind and I'll make an adjustment. But if I think my way is still uh, the is okay and it's producing... You know, then I'll I'll try and give you my example as well. So that's how you grow. You take bits and pieces, like the the coaches this weekend here at the Basketball Queensland um, clinics. Um, they will take bits and pieces out of each of the presenters, mm-hmm. and and if that fits with what I'm trying to do, I'll, yeah, that's fine. I'll tr- I'll try and do that. And that's exactly what I did over the years. With the, with the brilliant mentors and coaches that I've been associated with. Mm. How did you go about, you know, getting those uh, relationships set up, though? Did you, was it just sort of knocking on the door? Or the, the, this is just getting... pure hard work. I was a, a sponge. I wanted to know, you know. Yeah. Uh, we had US college coaches come through here. I'd go and sit in the clinic. I'd go and watch their practice. I'd go and do what I can for them. And, and they would invite me to, to the United States. And when I went over there, their hospitality was unbelievable mm. and I went to some absolutely 
brilliant uh, coaches had talked and sat with them and we'd sit there till midnight you know uh, moving things around on a <laughs> on a on a table in a restaurant you know um, uh, uh, how do you do this how do you do that um, then uh, I'd watch film then I'd, I'd go and find my own resources um, wherever they may be mm. uh, and try and add the knowledge uh, and basketball is, is, is a game that it, there's not necessarily a right and wrong way. Uh, there's six or seven different ways to defend an on-ball screen. Well, can you teach your team and players all those aspects? Um, not necessarily in the time frame a lot of them have got. So you pick out what you can teach. And all you're asking for on any level uh, on a basketball court is you want the response. You... You want a response from what you have developed and coached with your team. If the opposition do this, I do that. Uh, and the response has got to be muscle memory and automatic out on the court. Mm. And that's what you try to get to that point. So teach what you can uh, and see if you can get that in that preparation, get that response from your team out on the court when they are presented into that position. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And, uh, and you mentioned t- uh, earlier that today you're taking a team away next week. Yeah. What sort of, when you're in that sort of competition, you know, state of mind and, and preparation, like what are the sort of main things that you tend to focus focus on when you're, when you're coaching a team in that sort of competition environment? Well, We've set our team goals, and they are their goals, not mine, their goals. I've given, I've given them the underpin of what they need to do, both the practice over the last few months and on the court, to achieve those goals that they set. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, that's fine. So I'm conscious of that. In terms of managing and coaching the team, you know, you're conscious of, yeah, you're trying to win. Uh, it's a it's a under 15 group, so it's not necessarily about wins and losses. Uh, it's how we perform. Uh, it's the style of game we play. It's it's the effort levels we play at. Uh, and uh, yeah, sure, I'll I'll, I'll I'll see the skill and and see what needs to be uh, repaired next year and developed further. Uh, and that's the progression that I take. The wins and losses, as much as as competitive I've always been in my life, you know, I take losses hard um, and I enjoy wins. But at the end of the day, you've got to learn more from the loss than you do from the win. And therefore, if you, you, I say to the players and the team, we win games, we don't lose games, we learn from the, those games. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, good luck this week with your team. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I hope it all goes well. Yeah. Uh, I guess one of the things I wanted to ask you about, obviously, you know, just recently the news about the change in the coaching staff at the Boomers level and, and yep. having been involved, you know, yep. in that senior national team, uh, you know, uh, could you tell me a little bit about that experience that you had? And um, and also, like, what are your thoughts on that coaching change and, and how do you think that might pan out? Well, I was fortunate enough uh, that uh, Barry Barnes was the head coach and uh, Barnesy and I and, uh, and and Robbie, we used to coach against each other at the NBL level. Um, and uh, I was uh, really appreciative and fortunate that he asked me to come on board. Barnsley asked me to come on board as the assistant coach. 
when he took over the Boomers. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I learned a lot from it in terms of the international trends and international games and, and the participation. I was fortunate enough to be around players who uh, loved the game, but even though they were at the top of their game playing for the Boomers, they worked at their game mm. constantly uh, to improve. So from that point of view, uh, it was a great period of my coaching life. Uh, I've had a lot to do with uh, Brian Gorgian and Brett Brown uh, and to some degree Andre Lamanis in, in the Boomers. Uh, I used to bring them into camp on the Gold Coast and I'd be at their sessions every day for five, six days. It's great. And I've really enjoyed watching them. I think Andre's uh, recent performances with the Australian team I think has been terrific. I think he set a standard. I think uh, the players acknowledge when they put bring the, put the green and gold on um, that they represent our country and they do yeah. it well. Uh, and I think he's put that culture and kept that culture in, in our team and, and systematically worked on developing um, the style of game that uh, they want to play. I think the way he handled the handing over to Brett Brown was first class as a man, um, team first as it should be. Brett Brown, uh, with, his, uh, with his experience now in the NBA, Brett is a downed, solid goal basketball coach. His father was a top uh, high school coach, college coach in the United States. It's yeah. in the blood, in the family, in the DNA. I think he'll do a fantastic performance. Yeah. And I'm pleased to see that if Andre was handing it over, that he handed it over to Brett Brown. Mm. Yeah, that's good. And. Um you know, given your involvement with um, basketball on the Gold Coast for such a long period of time too, like at the NBL level, um, do you think Gold Coast might make a reappearance in the NBL at some point in time in the future? Look, somewhere down the track they may. Um, having the experience I've had both from a coach, administrator, whatever, uh, at NBL level on the Gold Coast, NBL level anywhere, it's, it's difficult, you know. Um, I think currently what they've done with the NBL over the last few years, credit to Larry Kesselman and, and the likes that they've put their money into that program and developed it at, at, as they have done and the quality has mm. certainly improved a lot. Um, yep, but when you do put your hand up to re-enter the NBL in its current form, you need to have all the boxes ticked. Mm. Um, and. Previously on the Gold Coast, we have not had all those boxes ticked. And I talk about the, ex the, the availability of facilities. Mm -hmm. On the Gold Coast now, we've got the Commonwealth Games facilities, first class. I wish they had been there 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. They weren't. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you've got to have that. You've got to have that ownership and sponsorship money. Eventually, and all fingers crossed, that they get some television contract like every other sport in Australia has had to live with and buy is their television contract money yeah um, basketball has not been able to mm. do that uh, in their presentation at game level I would love to see the NBL uh, presentation both on television and at games more of a college atmosphere an NCAA atmosphere. Um, I think that is uh, is can be done and and looks 
good and gives a good uh, atmosphere within the within the facility. Mm. Uh, but uh, NBL on the Gold Coast, I think, is still uh, a few years away. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I think everyone would like to see them back, but uh, like you say, all the uh, ducks have got to be in a row before that can happen. Oh, and I think the Brisbane Bullets have got to be successful both on and off the court yeah. before that even is eventuated down to the to the Gold Coast. And yeah. is you've got to make this one here, Brisbane Bullets, successful and on and off the court. Yeah, yeah. Well, just in wrapping up, I suppose one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, you know, you've been involved with the game for getting on to 40 or 50 years, I yep. suppose, and um, obviously made a huge impact over that time. What's going to be the, the legacy of Dave Claxton on uh, on basketball in Queensland, do you think? I don't really know. Um, I think that's for other people to decide. Um, I've been my own person. Uh, I'm a, I, I am a hard taskmaster. I don't... Uh, I don't like poor attitudes because you can't coach that mm. uh, and it's not enjoyable. Um, uh, so I suppose you know, over a period of time uh, I've given honest feedback, sometimes harsh feedback, sometimes you know, encouraging feedback. At the high school level I know the kids they are on an early part of their journey. You know. Um, my, my, my position now working with high school kids is to is develop this to develop their skills to a level and I don't think the programs and the calendar uh, in basketball Queensland and in other parts of Australia I'm not sure but the calendar is too full in terms of participation games uh, tournaments club, school, mm. rep, state, you name it, that we are not putting sufficient one-on-one time in with skill development yeah. of our younger players. You know, uh, that's what I would like to see uh, done. And if I can help with Basketball Queensland, trying to find some room in that calendar mm. for that, for that um, then I think, you know... Uh, that would be an achievement. Mm. Yeah, that's probably one of the things I remember from growing up in Queensland in basketball was the old blue chip camps. Yeah. You know, like, a, and primarily they were about skill development, um, but also just, yeah, getting into the game stuff as well. So, um, well, well, I think club is where, I'm talking kids under 10, under 12, club is where they should be developing their skills yep. in the early stage. Uh, even up to under 14, uh, not necessarily playing rep games week in, week out, practices preparing for those week in, week out games and not spending the time on individual skill, mm. more on team strategy, yeah. you know. Uh, so I'd like to see more, uh, from a rep point of view, uh, in the southeast Queensland, I'd like to see it being a fully developed tournament-based rep program. Yeah like they do in North Queensland. Yeah. yeah. Now, I know that's from a geographical sense primarily, yeah. but the younger ones should be just using most of their practice times on their individual skill developments rather than team strategies yeah. at age 10, 11, 12, 13, you know? Yeah. Uh, 
that's what I'd like to see. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. And uh, and like you say, it just takes people to get on the same page and yeah. and put some effort. Adjust the calendar. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dave, it's been uh, a pleasure talking to you today. Like uh, always, good to catch up with you. And um, you know, every time I I do talk with you, I feel like I learn something. And uh, you know, like that's been one of the uh, like I said earlier, one of the good things about being uh, involved with you and knowing you for such a long period of time it's been um, always great to catch up thanks very much man i wish you all the best with your basketball okay thanks dave good on you mate yeah good thanks for listening to the podcast today i hope you enjoyed it you can get in touch with me through my email at australian basketball coach at gmail.com that's australian basketball coach all one word lowercase at gmail.com also follow me on social media i'm on Twitter at Oz B-Ball Coach and also on Facebook with Australian Basketball Coach. So uh, looking forward to hearing from you and thanks again for listening.